What's up? What's up? What's up? We are back. Holy Jesus. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Training and Trading with Matt podcast, episode one of the financial health episode. Let's oh, yeah. Do we do start at one again because it's been so long. Yes, it's been so long. It's the financial health podcast. So, Jesus, I don't know. So, where do we start? Where oh, do we, where do we start? Jesus. I was, okay. was going to say, let's pick up where we took our... We, uh, where we, that, where that, we that, left sorry. off? Left off, yes. No, but, we're uh, starting from fresh. I forget where we left off. Buddy, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I checked our YouTube and the last episode of the Just Hit Record before we changed everything was March of 2022. Yeah, this year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in March. So, we took a massive hiatus. So was that April, May, June, July, August, yeah, September? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It was October. Just full of excuses. Oh yeah, and but it was both of us. Summertime, and then I don't know. It was the both of us. Um, yeah. So we took a massive, massive time off here um, to kind of rework everything. So uh, just to catch everybody up on like what the yeah the podcast is going to be now. So it's uh, three different episodes every week. Um, so there's going to be a financial health episode. So like each week you're going to have three, it's going to be like on, on Spotify, it's going to be episode one of financial health, episode one of physical health and episode, um, one of spiritual health. And every week is going to be, so we're doing three episodes a week, basically. So it might look confusing or whatever. I hope it doesn't. This is all kind of like new cause we're going on Spotify now. Um, I'm working on a website. And there's all kinds of shit that's going on in the background. Um, yeah, so let's just get cut up on life. Well, how is what what has changed or what what uh, what has happened in the past seven months for you? Me or, or for you? For you? And oh, everything like trading, training, you to know, be, to fitness. To be honest, I've neglected my financial and physical health. Oh, but really? uh, we're here now because I'm trying to get right on the back tra- uh, <laughs> back on the right track. But anywho, how about yourself? I know myself, my stocks I've neglected, as I was telling you before. Forex I've neglected. Well, the gym I've started to go back to, so that's good. Jesus Christ, the, the, the shit I had to pull to get you back in the gym. I know, I know, but I made it. But now you're obviously working nights and working days, so. Well, yeah. Hopefully you can get back on days so we can go lift together. <laughs> that was fun. And it's also easier to go when you got someone. This is true. Well, you also have Daniel, our other gym bro. Yeah, but he. Oh, oh, not the same. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something spicy. I was gonna say, "Oh shit!" If Daniel hears this, there's gonna be some. Uh, no, some bad blood. Against him. Um, what was I gonna say? Since March, work's been like. Shit, the, March the, is a long time. For yeah, now. no, March was a long time. Yeah, yeah, wow. seven months. Um. Jeez, it's been that long. Part of the 
see i don't want to make excuses yeah that's my but, point too but like time flies you can make excuses and then boom there's seven months yeah and we did put off this a couple of times it's like we rescheduled and then it's like oh shit comes up you know you have your personal life i have my personal life you know well let's be honest most of the time it's me <laughs> you're pretty easy going me i'm pretty booked up well, yeah, you kind of go with the flow too. That's the thing. Yeah, and I don't. You're think, not you, like. I've always been like that. It's good and bad, but I don't know. I just don't get anxious. Oh, what am I doing today? Oh, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, didn't you know we had this book two weeks ago? No. <laughs> That's the one thing I, I I talked to you last week and I said, dude, you need to write things in the calendar. Yeah. Write them down and put them in your phone. Because like even I, I, me, I, I admit, do the same thing. I admit that, yeah. So, um, is it hot in here for you in the new studio? No, I'm okay. So I'm fucking well, dying you're right, right by now. the window too, it's and it's and it's sunny because the sun's beating in from. Oh, there you go. Shut the shades. I, I think I have to open up the window next time. Yeah, so uh, we kind of we revamped everything. Not really revamped everything, but the way the studio is, we're not sitting across each, across from one another with computers. We're sitting next to each other in chairs. Nice chair on some nice chairs. Yes, we spent some money. Custom by some prosecco. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish only water's drinking on this podcast for now. <laughs> Just wait until it's like New Year's and we're doing an episode or whatever, and or it's Christmas and we're popping bottles. You never know. Oh no! Next doing time we're sp- popping bottles is your birthday. Oh yes, that's that is true. Um, so right now it's going to stay an audio podcast. I think in the new year we're going to start filming. That's yeah, the, when that's I, the plan. when my physique gets in order. <laughs> well, that's another thing we're going to do with training and training is we're going to start filming gym sessions because, um, in the past we've stated we like I I started one company with Christopher, then I started training and training with Matt, um, and then I also have another one where I'm a per, like I personally train. It's a mm-hmm. bit I made it into a business so because of liability issues, so. How I how we're gonna do it is Christopher is gonna be my model for my. Uh, Hence the reason why I want to get my physique in check. Well, I gotta get my physique in check too. Like, well, don't we all? I'm not. I'm not the fittest person alive. Neither am I. Okay, and I indulge in shitty foods and yes. ho- home home uh, baked banana Was I breads. Hungry on the way home from work this evening? Yes. <laughs> Did I stop at McDonald's? Yes. Oh, Did I need to? oh no. my god! But let's be real. Um, yeah. So. It's basically uh, general life. Like my life's been fucking crazy the past seven months. Um, you know, some personal shit going on, but uh, yeah. Um, trading wise, where did I? Like, you can see the other whiteboard that I have in the studio, or quote no, the one across from you. Yes. Was it? What does oh, it, it say there? Like all blue. You got a reading list. Okay, reading. What's on the other side there? I like, got asset value of asset, stocks, there you forex, go. and crypto. So. Where did I leave off on everything? Before, like, so what happened was, New Year came. I think it was over the summer. I started trading forex more like heavily. I pulled out of the stock market completely. Crypto, obviously, I'm holding on crypto. I'm only in Bitcoin, to be brutally honest. Um, is that most recent there, or is that that's the most up to date? Okay. So, oh, but you said you have nothing in stocks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had. I have nothing now. No, no, I still no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. I lied. I have stuff in, in the stock market now, but it's not like it's they're more like uh marijuana, not, not marijuana plays, but they're uh, um psychedelic plays, psychedelics, yeah. So that's uh, that's one of the big things I've I've been talking about. So that's where all my all the all the 
I know I mentioned it before, but I I, I was thinking again getting into REITs. Like oh, like Rio Can, it, yeah, stuff like that. I used to own Rio Can, dividend paying REITs. Yeah, that that's what I. That's legitimately one of the things I say all the time is get into that type of yeah, stuff that pays you to own it. If you can't into if you can't get into physical real estate, you, there's no problem buying REITs. Yeah. Why? Well, when I when I had the the dividend portfolio, I had four or five companies, like four or five REITs. There you go. And like, okay, I wasn't making thousands of dollars a month. Like, that's you know, you have to. Yeah. You have still, to. to it adds it, up over time, right? I've I've done the math. You've had to but invest even, like half a million to yeah, make. Yeah, but even it. those dividends, you can just roll them over into buying more stocks instead of. Yes. Taking the cash. Depends on your broker. Mm. I don't know about CIBC because that's the one we use. I'm not 100 percent sure. TD, you can do it from the actual thing. Oh yeah. Which is good for us I never because really looked into that. the investment company we started is going to be using their platform. But I don't know about CIBC. Um, so what? What am I? What was I up in the stock market like n- right now? Thirty, just under thirty-three. So thirty-three, just under thirty-three percent. So that was before the the current crash. I'm, I think I'm down now. That's not up to date. The stock oh, one, okay, okay. the forex one is up to date because I haven't traded forex in like four months. Oh, plus we changed brokers. Plus we changed brokers. Well, you changed brokers. I'm still in the process. Well, I'm up 101. percent Oh, I thought you changed already. Yeah, I, still, I, still I, still I, st- I still have to verify my account. Yeah, I know. But every time I go do it, it's just like fuck. I uh, again, I'm making I'm making excuses. I should yeah, not be to making go excuses. Get your wallet. Scan your ID. That's it. No, it's because it's like fuck. Because like I like the problem with shift work is you're you're in a routine for two weeks and then it changes. Yeah, that's the problem. And then it takes five days for you to get just to get into the new routine, and then you're on it for five days, and you jet, have to change all over again. And then you change again. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. I have to try to find that. I I know now it should be better because we're rolling back the time. Uh, this weekend on Sunday. Right. Oh, yeah, on Sunday. See, I can't believe it. So it's perfect. You get an extra hour of sleep. So during the winter t- during the wintertime, it won't be that bad. And then what I'm gonna try to do, I know. So what do we do? Go back an hour. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spring forward, fall back. So what I'm gonna try to do is leave the alarm clock in my room and not change. Like leave it on fall back time when it comes to spring forward mm-hmm. and only and have that as my clock as like that's when i wake up yeah no matter what because you'll always wake up like because so five o'clock in the morning we rolled back to four mm-hmm. so in the springtime you'll get up at five but it's actually four and in the winter time you're getting up at four but yeah vice versa yeah so that's my plan going into this weekend. But uh, yeah. Wow. Um, sure. See, time really does fly. Last time we did this, we were going to spring forward. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So that's what um, I was just thinking about. Yeah. Um, trading is like I haven't touched it. I've, I haven't like I've kind of neglected it because I've been doing other things. And like I haven't really I've lacked motivation recently in doing all that stuff and like trying to get everything organized because like I'm trying to like. Yeah, because it is a lot. Because I'm trying to come up with content. Then I'm trying to come up with... Um, but like, it's not even, I don't even think it's motivation because motivation to me is just a feeling. It's more discipline because you know you have to do it. But you're yeah. Like, you're like, mm, yeah. I'll do it later. Yeah. Or I'll do it in half an hour. You're right. Yeah, it does 100%. I'm lacking discipline right yeah, now. That's, that's, the, that's the one I'm thing. I'm guilty of it too. That's why I say yeah. it. Um, yeah. So that's basically it. Uh, Training-wise, when did I start going hard in the gym again? Over the summer, I think I was. Good. Yeah, it was late. September. When when did when did when did you come back to the gym? September, I think. August, end of the summer. Yeah, I think August. it was the end of the summer. Yeah, because that's when I was more consistent. Because then I wasn't really consistent with that, and that's that's not good either. Because oh, yeah, 
it's uh, like, and I'm, I'm literally I'm not blaming anything else. Like my job, it's my own fault. I'm lacking discipline. I should square my shit away and get, yeah. you know, stop finding excuses. A hundred percent. You know, taking personal responsibility. Like th- that's one of the things. Like, yeah, and accountability. I'm gonna be talking. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of personal responsibility in like all. Like I'll, I I know I'll be talking because I'm doing all three episodes, and you're only on this one. Yeah. Um, we might have a special special guest in the spirituality one. Oh, nice. I'm trying to convince this individual to start sharing her stories, but uh, she's she's she, she says she's shy. But uh, that was me when we first started this. Yeah, I told her my Christopher's the same thing. Thank it's God my mother Thank trying God to get my no trying to get my mother to do a podcast because I think she has a lot to share about spirituality. But oh yeah, we'll see if I can convince her to get on on a couple of episodes. Because like me and her will have conversations like in live in the living room. We'll meet, like the TV will be on. I'll come downstairs and I'll bounce something off her head and we'll talk for like 45 minutes about yeah. spirit i'm like if we just recorded this that's all you got to do that's what it comes literally that's all it is and she or goes i don't sneak, know sneak a mic in there i know i should just record it automatically <laughs> whatever um so yeah let's just hop into this this um this episode um the main content of it so i wanted to pay homage to our first i think it's the correct correct term homage or homage i don't know to our first very first episode of just hit record about liabilities versus assets. And I'm going to rip the bandit off one more time. Let me just take a drink, a quick drink here. Um, your house, your personal residence that you live in is not an asset. It's a liability. And is your head exploding? Yeah. <laughs> every time, every, t- every time I tell somebody it that dep- it depends who you're telling. I had this conversation with guys at work yesterday too. It's kind of hard to wrap around their head, but me and you know why it's t- not tilt the mic. Like this, like you're about to take one in the mouth. <laughs> Easy. That's basically yeah, that's what better. it is. I, you just, ha- I just don't want you to hear to. Buddy, it's okay. Don't worry about it. People know you're a human being. You breathe, you know, and yeah. you might make weird noises. So, mm-hmm. what, what were you saying about the guys at work? Oh, I was saying we were having this discussion the other day too, but it's hard to get across to them because they don't think like we do, and you understand why it's not an asset. Yeah. I think so, so. Yeah, conversations in that environment sometimes I tend to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's just a waste of breath, and these individuals are just working for money. Yeah, and the mortgage. <laughs> see, I see it differently. See, it. I think it depends on how you propose the questions, like, or how you propose the information to them. Like, do you ask a lot of questions, or do you just like this is how it is? And shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I go, this is how it is. And then they have their opinion. I say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I already know where their head's at or where they're going. You know what I mean? See, you want to. They're very narrow-minded. You want to get their mind open. Ask, the, ask it in a form of a question. True. It's a good way to approach Because it. the only way you change somebody's mind on something is if you get them thinking instead of doing the thinking for them. Because it's like, for example, why is it? A, why is your how your personal residence a liability, and not an asset? Think about it this way. What are your expenses every month with that? With that. To to make that house go and function correctly. Calculate all of that stuff. You got your mortgage payments. You got your heating, your your air. Whatever, all that shit. Yes, and then the argument from these individuals comes, oh, but in 30 years when I sell my house, I paid four, I can sell it for 1.2. Yeah, which is, which is a, right what I away, want to talk about. Right away they look at, oh, I made 800000 without without accumul- accounting for all the other expenses over the years. Yeah. 
So you, like the, I, I've heard that con- I've heard that before. I we oh, yeah, one yeah. of our old four X buddies. I posted something on Instagram. He said the same thing. He's like, you know, two hundred. If you make two hundred and fifty grand at the end at the end of it, isn't isn't that a, a good ROI or whatever? I'm like, dude, you have to factor in paying yourself back all that money plus you get all the stuff over the years. You you paid yourself. You paid a mortgage that was more than the value of the home to begin with. Okay. You paid for insurance. You paid for property taxes. You paid for um, hydro, uh, um, heating, all that stuff. Maintenance on the damn thing. Um, furniture. You have to you have to account any renovations you've done. Yeah, exactly. Like yes, renovations are going to add value to the house, but still, you need to factor that into everything. So it's like, have you ever taken a tally of what's in and out in owning a home? Yeah. If you've never taken that down and never actually looked at the math and done the math, you you could be shocked and be like, "Oh fuck, mm-hmm. yeah, I bought it for two fifty, I sold it for, let's say a million, but you still spent how much money over the the time? Like I know in the first episode we did the math, it was like seven hundred and change. So you're not pocketing anything. Yeah, you're barely breaking even. Like I think that's what we calculated. Yeah, you're barely breaking even. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, and a lot of people don't factor that, like they don't look at that and it's because like you said, they're very narrow minded, but like, instead of just telling people, Hey, this is get them thinking like mm-hmm. a liability, it puts, sorry, it takes money out of your pocket every month and an asset puts money into your pocket. That's a very simple concept to, that's, to yeah, understand. That's the only way to differentiate. Yeah. That's literally the, the, a very simple concept. And like, I know the argument is to like, Oh, well, when you go get a loan or whatever, you can you you write your assets down, okay? So a, your house is a liability that you can leverage. It's a leverageable liability. It's not technically it. The bank views it as an asset because if you default on the loan, yeah, it's an asset to them. It's an asset to them because now they can say, okay, I can put a renter in there or I can sell it or something. Oh, like yeah. Kiyosaki says it all the time that your house is only an asset when you go sell it technically because you, then you have cash in hand you can deploy that cash elsewhere yeah and like people will argue oh it's going to be worth a million like the, the whole argument but in 30 years it's going to be worth a million dollars so what are you going to be okay let's say let's you waste 30 years to see yeah you made a million 30 years to, to to make to make a million in quotations but then you sell the home and now you're stuck with a million dollars that can buy you a home it's not like you spent 250 and have a million and then you can deploy that million and buy four or five homes. No. It's if the you same were smart, thing. you could. With inflation, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. With like, If you were smart and you knew what you were doing, you could technically deploy that money elsewhere if you were smart. Yeah, it's a little exaggerated. But that 250 and say 10, 20, 30 years becomes a million. But in the end, it's still the same by yeah. power. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And this also comes down to like the whole wealth versus money, money aspect. Because I like... Recently, I've been seeing a lot of people complaining about. I know, I know, I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here. Complaining about billionaires and like, oh, they have too much money. And it's just like you, you know, my view on that. <laughs> it's Elon Musk just bought Twitter, okay, for forty-four billion dollars. Okay, if he's a billionaire and he still had to go to banks and still had to sell stock. And still had to leverage. Did he sell or did he borrow against? I think he sold and borrowed and borrowed against. He did yeah, both. both. Okay, so he's worth three hundred billion dollars. 
if he had $300 billion in the bank, he could have bought Twitter like 10 times over. Yeah. And he wouldn't have fucking batted an eye. Yeah, but nobody understands how he did why did Why did it take so long? Because he had to go get funding because he is he is worth $3 billion. He doesn't have, or three hundred billion. Sorry, he doesn't have three billion, three hundred billion. That's the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Like regular people, you know, they might have a hundred thousand dollars in a bank account. It's like, yes, you're cash rich, but you're poor at the end of the day. Yeah. So you know, it's just. It <sighs> what it also comes down to raising it too, right? Because those people who are complaining about these billionaires. They don't understand that these billionaires also raise capital, right? Mm-hmm. And they're also not using all their own funds or borrowing against their assets. So the difference between them and these billionaires is the ability to raise capital because I'm sure Elon Musk has hundreds of investors who want to invest with him. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's just like I, I don't, I, I don't want to call people stupid anymore because I don't think they're stupid. I just think their mind, their mindset is, the way I look at it is there's, there's a poor man mindset. Like it, it's, um, it's, you can have a poor, a poor man mindset and a poor man bank account. You can have a rich man mindset and a rich man bank account, and then you can have a wealthy man mindset and a wealthy man bank account, or put in woman there if you want, if you're a wealthy woman. But you can also have a wealthy man mindset but a poor man's bank account. Those are all interchangeable. Yeah. Okay. And wealthy people understand money and how it works. Okay. And wealthy people in the beginning didn't really have that money aspect too, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes all you really need is a brain and a set of balls. This is true. Like Bay Money says all the time. Mm -hmm. I saw his post the other day saying that. Yeah. Because like when he started, people always reach out to him. Now, now obviously that he's successful, he's got Airbnbs worldwide, doing Airbnb arbitrage. Now he's doing Airbnb Lux. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, he didn't really have much. And people are like, "Oh, uh, how much did you get started with? Or how much should I get started with?" And then he's like, "In the beginning, I didn't even look at money. It was just what I knew and the balls I took to what I to do what I did." Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's looking for that number. How like. Even to start, there, like, a- there's a, like even in forex, for example, oh, thousand bucks deposit, thousand bucks, thousand bucks. Oh, that's good enough. Is is five hundred bucks gonna make me a millionaire? Is a thousand bucks gonna make me a millionaire? Maybe. Uh, chances are very slim. Yeah, you make a good point. But you start with a hundred, you start with a thousand. It's the same shit because you can't manage a hundred, you can't manage a thousand, and then imagine a hundred thousand. Yeah. Five hundred thousand, a million. Yeah. yeah, you make a point. It's just a number. The difference is the emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing. What like when I did that that challenge and I went up one hundred and one percent in forex, yeah. I started with like six hundred bucks. Like that's what, yeah, that was the funds go. I had in there. I'm like, okay, let's yeah, but see. You also had a plan too. Yeah, it's true. Once you stick to that, you're yeah. set. And it wasn't At like the moment you break it, you go into that rabbit hole again. And like when I got too ballsy, the market we've humbled all, me. We've all been there. Yeah, the market we've humbled me. There. But when I when I was more tactical and I was like, okay. I have a set of balls. I'm going to do this. I'm going to enter the market here. It always worked out for me. It's just like you you have to be, first of all, you have to understand the risk. You're saying, okay, I have to, you have to. This is the thing. People think, like, for example, that, like, I want to get in this topic after, but about working. Okay, because the, the job I work right now, there's, um, we're striking or whatever. 
So a lot of people go get a job and then they work in that job for 25 years thinking they're going to be rich at the end of the day. Oh, I'm going to have a pension, blah, blah, blah. You're, that you've deployed that, first of all, you've traded, like the, I, I've, I've struggled with this concept because it's like you literally traded your time on this earth for something that's not even guaranteed at the end. Yeah, for something that... Isn't that going on in the UK right now with pension funds? Yeah, they, they're they, defaulting. Um, they were backstopped by the banks, but there then they still, to, they still had to. They still had to post collateral for the margin calls. Yeah. So that the, I think the banks gave them like three months. Or I don't. I don't. I have to look into that. What happened after that? But that was one of the other things I want to talk about. But um, yeah, th- they work for twenty five years and then they go get a pension and like, oh yeah, I'll be rich. But like you, you, in, yeah. you didn't deploy that money. The pension made money off the money that you gave them all every single month or every single paycheck. Okay, or every single hourly rate, yeah, or every single hour you worked. I mean, because yeah. some of them pay into it hourly. Yeah, and well, that's basically yeah. You could you could look at it that way. You either you look at it on the span of two weeks, or you look at it how many how much money you're putting in hour yeah. hourly. Um, and um, what was I gonna say? So make sure we're recording. Um, they put in all this all this like effort, like they work a job. And it's like you literally did exactly what a prisoner did. Like w- when you when you break the law and they put you in prison, they don't. Okay, sometimes they find you, but what's the most important thing to you is time. They literally take your time away from you because time is a currency. You have to start oh, thinking of real. time. Like the the one of the things I'm going to talk about in the in the spiritual one of the spiritual episodes is time is a currency, energy is a currency, and money is a currency. Okay, time you can never get back. Okay, energy you can, yeah. depending on how what people you let in your life. Money, money is like you can create money, you can lose money. Yeah, you, you can, can always get money, but you, always, you can never get back time. You can never get back time. That's the way I look at it. So people are constantly trading a, a, a currency that they can get out of nowhere, out of thin. They could literally pull it out of thin air. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're 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 money hungry for that. But they're trading the time that they have on the, on this earth for yeah, basically say 30, nothing. 30, 40 years. Yeah, for 30, just, 40 years. Just for that little pension check. And I'm like, and I'm not saying that like no one should do that because you need people to work oh, or whatever. Yeah, you do but need like, the working class. But it's just like you're never going to get wealthy that way. End of story. By all I'm means, sorry. If that's what you like, go ahead. Yeah. If you're and, happy. And and do I don't you. I don't say wealthy in the in the aspect of you have lots of money because you can have lots of money and be a miserable idiot. True. Yeah, because we both know money just exposes who you really are. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. And like are well some are well are some wealthy people miserable? Yes. It's what you do with that money. That money should allow you to get to have more time with your family and to spend with your family and friends, hundred percent. That's what you should be doing with that money. Money is a is a currency that gives you the opportunity to not buy more time, but it also does allow you to buy more time because it it allow it allows you to to uh, yeah instead of time ex- maybe freedom yeah you're you're exporting some of the tasks you have to do to other people so you have more freedom to use the time allotted to you and like the legit the time that you have you don't know. When when the, the the account is gonna run dry, it could run dry yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You don't know when you're gonna die. So, I don't know where I was going with this, but it's just like that's one of the things you have to like. Literally, this whole this whole thing, 
even all these episodes are legitimately a, a, train your mind to think about things differently. Think outside the box. Don't think so narrow-minded. Don't just because I'm a banker and I've been banking for 35 years and I have a PhD in economics, I know everything. That's bullshit. Because there's people, the, the people, in, what have they been saying for months now? Oh, there's no recession. There's no recession. Yeah, and the states are not allowed to call it a recession. They're not allowed, even here, they're not, allowed to, they're not calling it a recession. They're changing the definition of recession because I'm an economist. I can. Fuck you. It's always been two, was it two quarters of? Uh, two quarters of negative GDP. Uh, there you go. Negative GDP or debt to, certain, no. Debt, yeah, debt to GDP above 90%. Well, the fucking states has been like that for forever. Yeah, no, the states has been like that for a year and a half, two years now. And last time I checked, I believe it's at 160%. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's absolutely it's insane. Astronomical. And then that's the thing. It's just like change your mindset on when it comes to finance uh, finances. And one of the things is to look at what are true assets and what are true liabilities. Okay, what is wealth and what is money? Yeah, the problem is too, I, I've said this before, but instead of logically, a lot of people are just thinking with emotions. Yes. Because the societal norm, oh, I've got to get into a house. I got to get into a house. I got to start a family. I got to get this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So instead of thinking about those monthly payments, they're just trying to get into it. Mm -hmm. And then, like you've seen before or seen on the news, that these people are faking T4s and income tax statements oh, fuck, just yeah. to get mortgage approvals. Yeah. But in the end, all you're doing is screwing yourself. Yeah. Because you default on that mortgage, it's on you. Well, Not the mortgage broker who made his one per two percent. That that's a little bit different because that whole thing was the mortgage brokers were being were manipulating people into doing them. Yeah, that too. It was fraud. Okay. Yeah, but then the homeowner still signed on it too because they are mostly attached to that home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. So then, thinking instead of thinking of the consequences or the monthly payments or what they need to actually afford the home, they just want to get into it and then they're blanking everything else out and just want it and just to say they have a home. Yeah. See, and, and that's the one thing too is like what, what I what you just said. If like for me, I'm calculating right now. You basically said yes. Someone's screwing you, but you also have the personal responsibility to do your own goddamn yeah. due diligence. And if you can't get into a house, then you have to rent, or you have to live with people. Yeah. Stop, like uh, that's the one thing people put blame on other people. Or call all the me time. bizarre, but you you know this too. House hacking. Live upstairs, rent the basement, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, we 100%. have an individual doing a couple doors down from us. Yeah, he's probably living uh, rent free. Yeah, or more, more, yeah, or more, mortgage not free. rent free, but like mortgage free. Yeah, literally. And that's the thing. Yeah, you can house hack. Like, okay, so got a couple of friends, and you all pitch in. Like that too. And like that can be done because, like, for example, I mean, I know I made this argument on one of the old episodes of the podcast when we were talking about Serb. And they were they were yeah, thinking we're about making Serb. For that. They were thinking of making Serb into UBI, and in my, I made the argument that well, that's what it is. It was basically a trial run for UBI. Yeah, and I and I made the the argument that you're gonna cause economic hardship because you're gonna have a bunch of people that just don't do anything and they collect two grand a month. That's what. Well, because, I don't know if they're collecting right now, but that's what we're going through right now. There's a labor shortage in every industry. Yeah. Because well, like for example, I was in I was at Jack Astor's two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Restaurants jammed. People are lining up, waiting outside, waiting to get tables. But only fifty percent of the restaurants full. Like there's tables empty everywhere. And so I approached a waiter or waitress. I'm like, uh, "How come you guys aren't seating these people?" They're like, "Yeah, we have no staff." 
See now, is that because you have they have no staff? Is because people have now started their own businesses, or they're just sitting off and like they're doing other things? That that's, I don't know, but like to me, it seems like it's a labor shortage. I don't know what these individuals no, are no. doing. But. Yeah, it's a labor shortage, but one hundred percent. But what are these people doing instead of that? Did they find new jobs? Did they find jobs they can sit at home. Did they just allocate their their ability to do things in society to a different? Unless they're still collecting, sir, but I have no idea. I don't think so. I hope not. I hope the government just isn't just keep on paying people. Because eventually EI runs out. Your CERB has to run out eventually too. Oh, yeah. So, like, who knows? And maybe, like, I I don't know. I would have to look at the books to really understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And, like... Kudos, if there's people that used to work in the service industry that now have left it and they're starting their own businesses. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Like the one the one like the one thing where my mind is is how many of those people are on OnlyFans now selling pictures of the coochie or their feet or their feet and they're not really doing anything. Like they're not uh, being productive. Means, you, you know a, a lot of people know my take on that. You do you, but don't call oh, yourself an entrepreneur. That's all I 100%. say. 100 percent I uh, we could talk about OnlyFans real quick, no problem. <laughs> It it decentralized the porn industry. It gave the power and it back. Just to, makes men more weak. It gave the power back to people. It makes men weak, and literally, I don't agree with it. I'm sorry, not I'm not one to agree with it. I think. Peop- and then the CEO also came out and said, "No, it's not only explicit content." Blah blah blah. blah yeah, ninety percent of your fucking business. Ninety percent of it is, but then there's also that ten percent where people are signing up, paying monthly to the Kardashians just to see what they eat for breakfast. Fuck! I should do that. It's a day in the life. Like they're selling a day in the life of a celebrity, or like what I do when I wake up, or this is my day. Wow! Like how mentally weak do you have to be to be so interested in a celebrity's day to day life? Who the fuck? I don't know. To me, buddy, who the hell cares? That's how they got famous. That's how, that's legitimately how they became. This is the other thing that blows my mind. But then they're like, also the first people to complain about taxes. Who? Individuals like that signing up for OnlyFans for the Kardashians. Yeah, because of the... the, the, well, the I paid too much in tax. Yeah, what about your twenty nine ninety nine <laughs> subscription to Kim K and her fucking <laughs> breakfast combo? That's what I was basically going to say the same thing. Come it's like on. The same people that complain about billionaires are the ones that create them. Like, how many people com- complained about, oh, Elon Musk, blah, 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 he's a billionaire. But it's just, like... But they, they also drive a Tesla. They also drive a Tesla. Like, you're you're helping or him Jeff along. Jeff Bezos is too rich, but you got seven Amazon packages at your front door. Yeah, exactly. I don't complain about about him. Go buy your fucking self a goddamn mega yacht and no, tear down a bridge. They want life. They have, by all means, they deserve every penny. Yeah, 100%. Like, and, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing that blows my mind. Like... You're complaining about somebody who doesn't actually, like, when we're talking about wealth, the money doesn't fucking exist. It's literally, like, what is the sign from, the line from um, The Wolf of Wall Street when he's talking to uh, the Matthew McConaughey um, character, when he calls it pixie dust or whatever? It's yeah, a, it's a, a fugazi. It's, it's a fugazi. fugazi. Literally. It's well, numbers on a screen. Yeah. Literally. And, like, individuals that own homes, that, oh, yeah, my house is worth a million dollars. No, it's not. In quotations, it's worth a million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the that's what somebody is willing to pay for it right now, but the a market could collapse tomorrow, and then your house is worth nothing. Exactly. Same thing with Elon Musk. He might be a billionaire today, or three three worth three hundred billion. But what happens if the economy goes to zero tomorrow? He's now worth nothing. Literally, he's just as he's just as useless as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I'm try, I'm being hyperbolic in that, yeah, in that aspect, of but. 
and that's the thing when it comes to billionaires. Just like guys, you're not you're you're upset because, and the other thing that blows my mind too is, people say, oh, they're exploiting the workers. You're you're exploiting the workers. How so? How are you exploiting workers if that worker goes to that job, applies for the job, and knows they're going to be paid seventy five grand a year? How will they exploit a worker if you, if that person is willing to make seventy five thousand dollars a year? Well, he's making whatever amount of money he's making. Probably makes that a minute, but whatever. Yes, because he's the one that owns all the like. Yeah, he's the one who takes on all the risk. He's the one who takes on all the risk, and he yeah, he owns stock in his own fucking company. And like uh, again, that stock is technically worth nothing. It's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's willing to pay three hundred bucks for that fucking stock, and he owns ten million shares. Well, there you go. You do the math. Someone's willing to fucking fit that bill for him. Yeah. And he and if he's able to, if he's willing to sell it to accumulate that money, by all means, and it's technically valued at that. That's that, that's the other thing that kind of blows my mind. It's just people. They, again, like you said, they think with their emotions. They don't think of things logically through everything. That's the difference between the rich and the poor, yeah. in my opinion. And this kind of goes on to like. On how they think. Yeah. Want to talk about? You want to talk about interest rates or no? Oh yeah, didn't uh, the states raise theirs yesterday? Yes, seventy five basis points. Did we raise our seventy five basis points last week or something? No, ours is fifty. Fifty because they're too scared to raise it a whole point. <sighs> oh, for fuck's sakes! As recession fears grow, As re- like obviously that's what they said in the headline after this fifty point like, basis, uh, fifty basis point hike. They said as recession, it's, as we're recess- in a recession. You as fucking recession clowns! Fears grow. Literally, we're in a fucking recession. We're only killing our dollar. Anyways, because it dropped a lot after that announcement came out. Did it recover at all? I'm not sure. I haven't checked. I haven't looked at the Canadian dollar in a while. Yeah, it's just like... But right now, it's absolute dog shit. But who who, did, who put... I think Punwazi did a, did a tweet here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, Mr. Stephen Punwazi. Stephen did Punwazi. He, didn't he run for counselor or mayor? He ran for mayor of Toronto. He didn't get it, though. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. He made a good one about about interest rates. Give me a second. Uh, ba 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 I fucking bookmarked a lot on Twitter. That's the problem here. I got so much. In the last couple of weeks, I've been just going through it. It was something along the lines of like, let's not raise interest rates because we don't... Um, we don't want to bankrupt Canadians or something, but they've basically already kneecapped Canadians as it is. Yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah, this one I want to talk about this. So there's this one guy. It, it's a it's a Better Dwellings, which Punwazi started. The headline is Canadian real estate wealth. Um, hold on. Let's guys stop talking. The headline is Canadian real estate, real estate wealth boom is over. Expect $1.6 trillion in losses. Jeez. And this guy's a real estate agent. Let me, let, let, me, let me just plug this in here so we can get this sound. Hold on a second here because I want to share this with everybody. Let's see here. Oops. Hold so, this. full disclosure, there's been two articles today that have had me, like, livid all day. And this is one of them. So he's talking about the Better Dwellings one? RBC is calling it 
One point six. I can't. I can't even. One point six trillion dollars in losses. Somebody off to Bloomberg to talk about this fantasy. Like, how do you do this job with a straight face? In case you missed it, it's down there. They're talking about total net worth, and because home values have gone down from the peak to now, this is the total loss in net worth amongst Canadian homeowners. Who gives a shit? Canadian homeowners. Money is not what's important. The house is what's important. If I was worried about the money, I would have sold my house at the peak. But then I'd have a bunch of money and no house. Well, what would I do? Oh, I'd go out and buy a house. Your home is a hedge against all this bullshit that these banks do. And this guy's a real estate agent. There's a, that should explain a lot. When you hear a real estate agent spewing this bullshit, he's full of shit. Okay? He's probably also a real estate investor. I don't think so. <laughs> to be brutally honest. You don't think so? No. It's a sales representative. Okay. First of all, I'm pretty sure Canadians are pissed that they've lost mil- uh, millions of dollars. Like, wouldn't you be pissed if you bought a house in 2020 for pennies on a dollar or even, let's say, 1.2 million bucks? And then two years later in 2022, your house is now worth 950. But you're still paying a mortgage for 1.2? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed because they had to raise interest rates. Yeah, and that, that, ba- that's kind of hard to see. And, ha- and, and, and I, see, I'd be pissed, but you know what? It's my own goddamn fault. Because Unless you're locked in for five years, but once the five years are up, surprise. Yeah. Three, five years, whatever the terms are. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like the All these people that bought their homes in, a lot, in between 2020 and 2021 are completely fucked. They are so fucked. It's not even funny. Because there are people out there that are ma- that make three hundred thousand dollars a year between the two, like a husband and wife, and they can't even fucking make ends meet. No. How the fuck is that possible? Yeah, it's it to, to me it's nuts. Like, what is the average medium income to afford a house now? Like two fifty. Uh, probably more than that. That's wild to me. Literally, you can each. you can make like a buck fifty, and they'll fucking yeah, you can afford one point five. Really? No, I can't. But they'll tell you you can because they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Even if you have to go to a private lender, they don't give a fuck. Exactly. They're just salesmen, right? Yeah. They that, literally, get you into that mortgage are, or into that line of credit or get that home equity line of credit. Yeah. Real estate agents are salesmen. Bottom line, that's all they are. That's all they ever will be. They can fucking scream until the cows come home. And oh, you know, I'm there for the for the person. They're investing. Yeah. They're not investing always, in shit. Always working for you. Yeah. Full of shit. You're there for commissions, please. Okay. Then it comes down to the brokers that are in the banks or in the private lending. You guys are even more full of shit. Not even funny. You're a salesperson. Stop talking. Okay, and there you go. You have a bunch of salespeople and a bunch of fucking people that their mindset has been corrupted by the system and society. Oh, you got to buy a home. You got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to do that. All by the time you're 30 or else you're the bum of the world. Yeah, you're a bum. Yeah, you're a bum. Looked at otherwise. And then then the the people that go against that, which blows my mind, the people that go against that and then they wait 10 years. And they create their own path. And they create their own path and make fuck you money. They're all like, oh, you're an asshole, man. Why? Yeah. Because I didn't follow what you did. I went, I'm not a sheep like you. Mm-hmm. You're the one that fucking went to go get a. You got a, You got an education, and then you got a job. And it went, this is. And nothing. then you got a job to pay for that education. Yeah, like fuck. It's just like at least they get they forgave what student loan interest. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I I don't mind that because like, 
I, I'm not one to say we need to pay for everybody's education. No, sorry. Personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. I know I've struggled with it recently, but Jesus Christ, it's personal responsibility. We should not be giving shit out for free. Okay? True. But, but a good thing is to say, hey, like I know in the States it's, it's worse than Canada, but because in, in the States they're like, they're basically predatory loans. You're giving an 18 year old basically a mortgage on a house mm-hmm. on something that doesn't actually, like, an education is not valuable. Literally, because how many of them go and spend that money on useless degrees? And there's a lot of useless degrees out there. Yeah, or get their degrees and have, end up getting a job in something totally opposite. Well, that was me, 100%. But like, yeah, but how many of them, the how, time, right? there was a guy I saw on TikTok a couple, couple days ago. He's a, um, a bio, he has a biology degree. He's working at fucking Starbucks. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, buddy, what are you doing getting a biology degree? You don't li- like... To me, a biology degree or something like that, or like, it's you're going to be on a boat looking at fucking creatures in the ocean. Yeah. To me, that's what like that's what you're going to be doing with that that's type of degree. That's what you think of when you hear biology, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But no, he's working at Starbucks. He's working at fucking as Starbucks as a barista. As a barista, you shot yourself in the foot, man, because you've been you've been sold a lie. Okay, and again, I'm not calling. I don't want to call people stupid anymore. It's because your mind was corrupted by a system that. Oh yeah. You get this job, you'll be able to... It's the same thing with me. They told us, oh, yeah, you'll be able to make this amount of money when I went for my therapeutic rec degree because I wanted to work with um, guys that came back from uh, Afghanistan mm-hmm. and have fucking missing legs and shit. It's like, yeah, I want to work with those guys. Towards the end of our, our thing, it's like, oh, yeah, you can make like 75 grand a year to up to 150. I was like, oh, fuck. I'll be making yeah, a decent... What, uh, I'll be making a decent... Sounds nice to me. Uh, sounds nice to me. And then we find out like a couple of months before we're supposed to graduate and we're f- doing finals is you need to fucking do a, a, another exam and like si- like 60% of people fail this exam to become a registered therapeutic recreationist that can make the big fucking bucks. And then you have to go down to the States to make the big bucks because in Canada... They it's They don't recognize it. it. In, in Canada, because it's socialized healthcare... They don't really. They're not that they don't recognize it. You're not paid well because it's socialized healthcare. There's oh, no money yeah. incentive. It's not privatized. It's like what the fuck did I do this for? Yes, I learned a lot, and it has it has helped me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sure it helped you, even like today. But like, there, did I get did I get my money's worth? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Like literally, what? A, yeah, but that's not only your degree. A lot of people no, probably I, there's a lot of, for the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, 100. percent Spent all this money, I only got this. Like, if I can go back, I'd fucking take up a trade. Literally. Yeah. At 18 years old, start right away. Isn't that what you did? That's what, yeah, that's what I did. You're you're how old now? 26. 26 and you're licensed. Yeah, I guess. But sometimes I feel like I should have just tried it. Tried what? School? Yeah. No. But then where my mind's at now, it's like absolutely not. No. Dude, what would you have done in school? What what could what would you have thought of doing in school? I have no idea. I should have just locked myself in a basement, said "fuck everybody." I'm gonna learn to trade. <laughs> I wish I knew this. Oh, back okay, then. but yeah, okay, but like, yeah, that's my ultimate goal. Other than that, I have no desire to fucking find another job. No way. No, fuck that. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's just like, and and then they, people people tie themselves to that job, and it's just like, like for like even now, for example. Like uh, I know I'm gonna get off topic. It's not really financial stuff, but like it's on the board here. Um, the Conservative Party in Ontario, the provincial, 
guys have now legislated a contract onto public servants. Um, like people in the, like the EAs, ECE, uh, caretaking staff, all the like the support workers for, for education. Okay. I'm one of those people. And they're like, oh, you have to go to work. You're not allowed to striking is illegal now, even though you're unionized. Um, and we're going to impose that you accept this contract. So basically you can't strike. You, you basically can't strike and you have to accept the fact that we're giving you pennies on the dollar. And fuck you. Which they've they, the union said, no, fuck you. We're going to go strike and there's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do? F- uh, ticket 55,000 people? Yeah. Not going to happen. Okay. So I've been scrolling through Twitter looking at the banter back and forth. Now, I see both sides of this coin because I look at it this way. The government is overstepping and imposing ter- like tyranny, you can look at it as, onto people. But then also the union itself is saying, if you don't give us what we want, we're going to be tyrannical and not go to work. We're imposing our shit onto you. So it's a two-way street. And you can argue until you're blue in the face. That's my personal opinion. Okay? I'm not... I'm not saying anything against you i'm just saying that's li- literally what's going on right now okay and then i also look at it this way there's a lot of people arguing well what does the private sector make and i even made this argument too and i was i was talking to one of my colleagues i'm like what does the private sector make compared to all of the all of these jobs that are striking right now mm-hmm. are they getting paid the same are they getting paid less are they getting paid more and when you really look at it the private sector does not match what what we're making no the private sector is underpaid okay so it's like do you really have a a, 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 a a foot to stand on or a leg to stand on when you're making more money than the private sector? And then you're saying we des- we deserve more yeah, money. Deserve more now when they're making, I will stress. I will say, yes. When you look at it, you weren't give we weren't I I wasn't there, but they weren't given raises between the years of 2012 to like 2017. Nobody gave them a raise. It was zero yep. percent, which is kind of shitty because inflation is two percent usually every year. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you should at least bring them up to fucking the cost of inflation. When I think when you look at it, it's like twenty something percent compounded or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're only asking for like eleven. They're asking for half of what they should be getting. To be brutally honest, if you want to match inflation from the from the past whatever, but then I'm like, okay, what if you give them whatever inflation was? And I'm like, according to my pay, it's an extra ten grand a year. And I'm thinking to myself. An extra ten grand a year is it, is it going to solve a lot of these people's problems? No, no, because an extra ten grand a year might you might it might it might seem like a lot of money, but that money goes almost immediately because like even like let's say the pandemic happens, everything goes exactly the way, but you got two like the the twenty percent over the past eleven years or whatever, mm. whatever would have compounded to. You're still in the same fucking position because your mindset has not changed, and and the other thing too is like. A lot of these, a lot of these, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak ill because like I'm part of the, the this whole pro, like I'm a part of this, this, this thing. And like I'm not gonna say no to more money. Who would? Who wouldn't? Yeah, no, me neither. Okay. Do I do I think that some jobs in the school board deserve more money? Yes, absolutely, because of the jobs they fucking do. Like I would not want to be an EA in a special needs class. That shit is hard. Like sometimes they're wearing Kevlar body armor Especially, with these yeah, kids. Mentally, it's hard. Yeah. Not even physically. Yeah. 
So you got to look at it this way. Where's the personal responsibility of those workers? You put yourself in that job because that's the job you wanted to work, but you also knew that that job was low paying. So mm-hmm. do something to fix that. And that doesn't mean you go get a like a lot of them are working. A lot of them working three jobs. Yeah, like yeah. I know a couple guys that are working. That one guy started his own business. Okay, another. yeah, that's a different story. But if you're going to clock in, I say McDonald's after. Yeah, there's one way. guy. There's one guy. He works. He works days only. He's a lead at a school. He works days only, and then he goes at night to to work at a, at a grocery. And like that's shitty because you never see your fucking family. Yeah, no, that's like shit. that. That's the thing where I'm saying like, yes, these people deserve more money. I'm sorry. You can argue till you're blue in the face that they oh they they don't work enough they strike too much this that like shut the fuck up oh, why please a union well, why because they have a union beh- behind them if you're like those people are legitimately projecting yeah to go oh, go back to fuck work shut the go you you're on fucking you're you're literally a retiree or you're fucking on pension on, on pension or you're you're on welfare and you're fucking complaining go back to work why to pay your bills fuck you buddy yeah okay or that's compensation that's why I'm saying like all of these people need to look at both sides and be like hey like. First of all, the point of, the point I want to make is don't you should not be at privy to what the government is telling you what to do. So you if your work is an EA or a caretaker in your spare time, no matter how much spare time you have, set a couple set some bucks aside and start to figure out how to do the Amazon sellers and doing that. Or if you yeah. have a hobby, turn that hobby into money. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, everybody has hobbies. Find a way to turn a hobby into money. Because then if you're able to, if that job that you've created out of thin air pays your bills, then you don't really give a fuck what the government does and tells you. You need to accept one and a half percent and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Okay, I'm making more money doing my other job. And if I do that full time, I'll make quadruple the amount of money I'm making. And then you can yeah, then you yeah. can stick the middle finger to the this is what I'm talking about, sovereignty. You need to be a sovereign. Fight for sovereignty. It says it on the board there. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Have some personal respect. Don't rely on a union to get you what you should you should deserve. Why? Don't yeah, rely know, on a union. Yeah, know your worth. Know your worth. Don't rely on a union just to get you some peanuts and give you some scraps. That's the problem. And I'm not trying to bash unions because unions are good. Because they give people the ability to come together when they're being oppressed by a fucking government now. That's basically saying you need to... like. Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on too with this whole thing because like you had some NDP leaders are like, oh, you can't impose on, on these people or whatever, but they wanted people vaccinated. Like you need to get vaccinated because you're, you're, you're an education worker. Yeah. And yeah. now all of a sudden the education workers are being oppressed and are like, you can't do that. It's like, you, you were just doing that, you fucking yeah, clown. No, I get that 100%. Oh, God. So it's just like... This is what I'm saying. If you're a union person or you're a free market person, like you're working up, up, up in the in the private sector or you're working in the public sector and you're unionized. And, and like the other thing too is like people are arguing, oh, what about the private? What about the private sector? See, as a union person, you do not have the ability to negotiate your wages. No, I have the union does it for me, and I might not agree with 100 percent what the union how the union negotiates on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as a sovereign person who are, are, are a person working in the private sector, I can negotiate because yeah. I'm my own person. I can go to that and say, okay, I'll do this job. You're offering me twenty five. I'll do it for twenty five seventy five. That person might be like, yeah, okay, it's an extra seventy five cents an hour. It's nothing. Sure, I'll give it to you. 
you have more capacity to negotiate if you're in the private sector. And this is what I'm saying too. In the private sector, if you know that there's unionized people getting that, that amount of money, go to that job and ask for fucking more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look at it as most objectively as possible from both angles. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to nitpick on anybody. I do think Doug Ford's a fucking dictator at this fucking point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what was the, did I show you the sign I was going to make? I think I did. Oh, the, the, did this, you? No, yeah. I don't think I seen it. The sign read, um, I haven't listened to the government since 2020. Do you really think a four, because they're going to find people $4,000. Do you really think a $4,000 piece of toilet paper issued by a Timbit and a stick bug are going to make me start listening now? Jeez. <laughs> Fuck well, you. You got to shorten this so that people drive you by can read it. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, that's the one thing that pisses me off. What are you doing? Do you not know how to negotiate with people? Like, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, it and sounds like, like there's no negotiating. No, there's just, no so negotiating. This is what you're doing to shut up. And like, I find myself like I'm more conservative. Okay. And I even think that you do, you do not, you don't spare expenses on healthcare and education. Oh, absolutely. Like, you, you can't take, like, it, it's asinine to try to move uh, uh, a country that has been built on of socialized healthcare and basically everything socialized where we all pitch in a little bit of our tax dollars and trying to make that um, into, it, into, like, America where everything's privatized. You're going you're gonna to be in for a fight and you're not going to win. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay? But, like, do, do, I, do I find that there's problems with that? That portion of having socialized healthcare, absolutely. There's problems with everything, but that's that's a story for another thing. Um, talking about about, I just sound like a fucking uh, how how Americans portray us. About about um, what people don't factor in when they when they buy homes. Hold on a second here. As in what expenses? Yeah. I saw I saw a clip from a, a real estate um, real estate agent. She's like, "Oh, some expenses that people don't factor in when they're buying homes is like closing costs and all that shit, like stupid little stuff." Well, yeah, no, it makes sense because a lot of people don't land transfer tax, closing costs, okay, yeah, fees. But then, but then I made a list about this long. I was like, uh, mortgage payments, insurance, property taxes. Oh yeah, furnishing no, that's the home. And it's just like I could give less of a fuck about. Land transfer tax and closing costs when I got to spend an extra fucking 20 grand to furnish the home now. Yeah. Like. Or you just don't furnish it. And oh yeah, just echoes, have empty rooms. Echoes. Have empty rooms all over the place. I know. I know. Well, yeah. dude, some people live like that. <laughs> Not me. Oh, my God. My earphones. Hold they, on. They would say I'm a hoarder. Hold on. My earphones came out. Oh, you can't hear me. No, I can't hear anything right now. Hold on. Because they were stuck in my armpit. That's why. Nice. Hope I can hear it. I'll give me a second. I can hear the armpit. Yeah, I can hear you now. There we go. There you go. I have to put over my left side because the way I'm sitting. Yeah. Um, That's the way they go. Left side has the thing. No, yours does. Mine's, mine doesn't. Oh, it's opposite. Because these, these ones, you can screw the bigger hole on whatever. Um, one last <laughs> One last thing. Um the Toronto housing bubble. The Toronto, the, the Toronto housing bubble. So what was it? Hold on. Let me see if I can bring it up real quick here. I don't remember if it was number one or number two. 
from. Aren't uh, trigger rates getting hit? Defaults yes, trigger. Are at all-time yes. highs. Well, I don't know about defaults because I have to I have to check the I've CMHC. Heard a too. Yeah. So defaults defaults are starting. Yeah, we're literally. I think we're on the on the precipice of the, the next Great Depression. And that's my personal opinion. If you don't like it, you could formulate your own. You don't have to beat me up for it. So we'll everybody see, we'll is see entitled to that. At the next uh, Fed meeting, uh, when it, where interest rates go, the one last one, hoorah before the new year. Hold on. Toronto is the worst in the world for a housing bubble. Well, yeah, rates are six and a half percent. Six and a half percent on a million. Do they're the six. They're six and a half percent already. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Do you want to explain what a trigger rate is? Do you know what a trigger rate is? I don't know the full meaning, but... Uh, I will try to do my best. So a trigger rate is basically a point at which your payment every month doesn't cover the principle of the loan anymore. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And because of rates. Because of rates. So it's only covering interest, and banks don't like that because banks want you to pay down... like. When we say a more uh, a mortgage is going to cost you double the what the what the house is actually worth, yes, it will do that, but the cost will slowly come down because you're paying the over you're, time you're paying the pinch, uh, the principal. You're paying both. You're paying some to yeah. the principal, most to, and and at the fifth, to the mortgage. if it's a thirty year mortgage at the fifteen year market flips, and you're paying more into principal and less into interest. Yeah, and then eventually it goes down to zero. Um, so yeah, a trigger rate is basically the rate at which the bank calls you and says, hey, by the way, you're not paying any, anything into principal anymore. You're only paying into, into interest. You need to either increase your more monthly payments, which they can't, or I know banks will try to work it out where they refinance the mortgage. What? Assuming there's equity in the home? I have no idea, to be brutally honest. I think so. Assuming that there's equity or they'll try to like revamp something. I am not 100% sure. But I know a lot of people, are, their trigger rates are coming into into effect now. Because usually when you refinance, you're just trying to play with equity. And my assumption. Or you make a lump sum payment. That's the other thing they do. Yeah. If you have it. But how many people have $30,000, $40,000 to toss around? Like, hey, here. Oh, yeah. Don't no. break my balls for a couple of months. Especially not nowadays. The average person probably doesn't even have 10. That's sad. I think the average person doesn't even have three months worth of savings. No. 100% I agree. And like that's one of the things too because when I when I got to this new job I was making more money. And I was like there is a possibility that because I'm unionized now with this job and like I do not want to be at this job for 25 years. I will say that. I this is only a stepping stone for me. It's basically a a a a, a filler so I can get my other companies up and yeah. running and then eventually I will relinquish that job to another human being that can take it and do whatever the hell they want with it. But uh yeah, I was ma- I'm making more money and I was like okay because we're unionized now, there's potential for us not, you know, not working because of strikes, and you got to put some money away now because just in case. And now look at this. Yeah, the good thing about a union too is they and the pension is that they put money away for you. Yeah, but the, at the end of the day, the pension. The, then at the end of it, I understand. There's, yeah. there's guys talking now that the pension is nothing, even for mine, is nothing, because we only have one, or technically we have two. The CPP. The thing that gets me is our retirement age. Other unions have like credit systems or time in plus your age equals this, and you can retire at full pension or X amount. Mm-hmm. Mine, like, is no matter what, 61. They just changed it from 62 to 61. 
you have to retire at 61 to get full pension holy shit like that's sickening <laughs> it's another me, what four 30 something years for you yeah it's insane there's no way no fucking way that's thir- 35 years for something that's not even guaranteed at the end and even at the end i'll be fucking who knows if i can even walk <laughs> That's the other thing because you're doing a lot of repetitive shit. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with me. There's a lot of guys on the board that have been there for 25 years that do a lot of repetitive motions and their fucking shoulders are fucked, their backs are fucked. Yeah, there you go. And like again, I like I feel for them. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. Literally, I'm trying to be like trying to look at this objectively from both sides and try to make like you know an argument that kind of works both sides. But like, hey, people, we need mm-hmm. to look at this objectively. But yeah, it's just like I, these guys. Some of them are fucking. <laughs> they're they're digging into those short term disability for sick days because their fucking backs are out yeah, nine times out of ten. Yeah, they can't get out of bed. They can't get out of bed. Their fucking knees are shot. Let alone sit on a chair. It's like it's not hard work, but it's just like you're doing fucking the same shit day in day out. Yeah. And again, again, you could you can argue personal responsibility. Go get a different job. A hundred percent. I agree yes, with you. Yes. But I know guys that work construction for 15 years and then came to do what we what I do now. Oh, I believe it because they got tired of it. They got tired of it. They got fucking beaten into the, into the ground and their fucking yeah, legs exactly. are shot too. So. Yeah, it does wear you down. It does. I feel it now. Well, yeah, there's some days where it's like you don't want to come to the gym because it's like you're fucking Can't shot keep my shit. eyes open, let alone drive home. That's fucked. <laughs> and the thing is, though, it's like, in the future, what happens when technology takes over? And It'll never catch up to construction. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't know. No I don't way. know about that. They got some. They got some new the construction uh, industry is like sixty years behind. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed because the only thing that's changed since I started is cordless tools. That's it. Are you serious? I swear to God, nothing's changed. <laughs> Holy fuck. Nothing's fucking changed. Is nothing changed because people don't want to change? Because they know if they change, less jobs. You can't change. You can't. Most of the stuff being done needs to be done by a human. You sure about that? Facts. I don't know about that. We'll see. Prove me wrong. Invent something. Well, they've already invented it. There's so many things on the market that can replace 90% of those jobs. I know. It's like fiberglass rebar. Will they ever get it? No. Is it more expensive? Yeah. Does it save time? Yeah. Like for example, you won't have you won't need as many electricians. Says who? You'll probably need one or two How? licensed. How? Because you could there's um graphene like you can use graphene and you can li- literally you could put a sheet of graphene on the wall. And you could touch it and not get electrocuted. Okay, but you can like stick something to the wall and it draws power from the wall. Okay, but who's going to install that? One or two electricians. You got a building of 80 stories, 1,500 units. Yeah. Graphene a, on every wall. I think you're going to need more than two guys. No, it's like a sheet. Imagine. Uh, but, uh, me wrong. But like me imagine wrong. just a sheet going down the wall in the middle of this wall. Not the entire wall, just the middle. And like that's your panel for electricity. Tr- uh, electricity. No matter what voltage, because there's more than one voltage in the suite. Potentially, I, I'm like, house. listen, I'm just saying that's where the tech is going. Yeah, but that's too far in advance. I'll be dead by the time that. Happens. <laughs> I don't think so, Straight dude. Straight up, no way. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because we have to replace batteries. We can't have batteries. We can't have lithium batteries. Lithium is going to destroy the world. 
Wow. Sorry for all you eco-friendly people. Uh, you think Teslas you think fucking you, Chevrolet Volts. You, you think gasoline and oil is oil is bad. Just wait until you research how, what a lithium mine is and what it does. Yeah, I hope your battery dies. And what happens when you put lithium in water? Gasoline car to drive you home. <laughs> and just just look up what what happens with lithium in water. Oh, I've seen it. Kaboom. Yeah, that's the type of batteries in those electric cars, no? Yeah. So they're all lithium. Nice. And now I'm watching some like TV shows or whatever, and now they're talking about. It's almost like they're trying to do their due diligence of saying, "Hey, these might not be that good because you can't put them out. You can't put the fire out. No. Okay, there you go. Because you spray water in it, kaboom. If if the battery's cracked, you have to let them burn out because then they'll never stop. Electric, how much pollution? Electric cars you, only by 2035. Yeah, full of shit. That's never going to happen. They say the gut. Listen. I don't care who you vote for. You can vote for fucking the PPC in Canada or the fucking Green Party or the NDP or whatever. You can be a complete communist or a complete fucking fascist. I really don't give a flying fuck anymore. All politicians, their only job is to get reelected. They are all pieces of human garbage. End of story. Yeah, leeches that want their pension. Literally. Look at the one. Look at. I know this is off topic, but look at the one in, in, uh, in England. The chick. 45 that, days, baby. 45 days, and now she can, for the rest of her life, $150,000 a year, she can write off to the fucking taxpayer. Tell me a politician is not a fucking piece of shit, because guess what? That happens in Canada, too, because our system is exactly the same as their system, because we're a part of the monarchy, you fuckers. So what? She's got a salary of 150 k a year. Is that how it works? She can write off things. Uh. It's not a salary. It's just like, hey... I did this because I was at an event. I can write it off. I'm not. I'm not like. But like, that's ridiculous. That's wild to me. But that's like here too. You got a year in office. You got a pension for life. Yeah, and the pension for life is better than anybody else's. It's, it's the same thing. Yesterday, I was watching Question Period, and I know the 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 uh, conservative government was complaining about sick time, and like, oh, they get a hundred and twenty. Uh, a sick days at 80% or not sick days sorry a short term disability and then they get another 11 days at 100% blah 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 and they wanted to change the stipulations of how you can dip into your 120 um one of the guys i think it was ndp he gets up he goes the this government's complaining about sick time but we get a lot of sick time too and you don't hear him he don't, you don't hear him complaining about our sick time yeah yeah, I know. Uh, you you make a very valid point, and I would never have voted for you because you're a fucking, in my opinion, you're a goddamn, you're a goddamn communist. But I agree with you. Yes, <laughs> you you saw his hypocrisy, and that's what I'm seeing more and more of. Everybody's catching a, a, each other's hypocrisy, and they're, and they're saying, "Hey, you're being a hypocrite." Yeah. So, and I I know I could be. Everybody's a hypocrite from time to time. Let's be real. We're only human. We're not perfect. But yeah. Yeah, but it takes time to realize it, and a strong person to admit it. Yeah. But. uh that's it for the. I think that's it for this episode. I'm this intro, one of many. Oh my gods! Yeah, we're back. Um, I'm gonna try to record two episodes tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, the other two, the spiritual and physical. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then this is gonna be up next week. So when we record next week, that's when this one will be going up. We'll be doing a nice. delay like that. So I think what's next week? The third week of November, going into the teens somewhere. No, second week of November. You're right. I think what? Yeah, next Friday's Remembrance Day. Yes. That, you know what? That should be a federal fucking holiday. Oh, but I agree. Holy shit. 
But that's another topic. That should be a, a, a fe- like federal. Everybody should get that day off. And Truth and Reconciliation Day. That should be another another one that everybody gets off. Not only federal employees. No, I got that off this year. Last year yeah, I didn't. You did. I didn't. I had to go to work. Lucky fucker. Yeah, last Why year. Why the they... fuck did you get it? That's the weirdest thing ever. Construction gets it off. Yeah, last year it was only local one eighty three. This year it was all of them. No, it was us two. Local forty six didn't get it. 853 got it. Yeah, only some unions. It was weird. Was, was it your union just saying, try to stick it to the man? <laughs> no. I'm Screw not, you, guy. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I enjoy it. I wouldn't complain either. Like, I'm not trying to shit on unions. I would literally, I like, I made, I made it, I made mentions in the past that I would like offer them the exact same thing just to dump the union because, like, th- this is the one thing I don't Can't like. Beat a, union rate, though. That's the problem. The one thing is, this is the thing. If unions would hold their members more accountable, because there are there are people that abuse the union's um, powers. Like I know there's yeah. guys there's guys that are part of my union that abuse the sick time. It's bad. It's like what the fuck. And yeah, then, but that's not only yours. A lot of unions. No, no, that's what them. I'm saying. Like you're you're a group of people that have come together to unionize together to say, hey, we want better working conditions. Beautiful. That's wonderful. That's literally how com- uh, governments are made. Okay. And like when you when you really when you really look at it, it's like the United States being created, telling the monarchy to fuck off, and they created their own union. Yeah. Literally, what it is, the same concept. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they've come together, but then they don't. They're not holding all their members to account. Like, hey, you are not picking up your slack because you're being an asshole. Like, if you have a legitimate reason why, because you're fucking sick, you have a heart attack or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. By all means. But if you're abusing the system, you should be like reprimanded inside the inside of the union that's part of the problem that's the one thing i don't like and they should do more of that and i think if they did more of that people would complain less about unions true but anyhow um i think that's it for this uh this episode so we will see you next and see you we will uh talk to you next week talking to these microphones get back on track as we try to get back on track and hold ourselves more personally responsible and accountable and and accountable and all that stuff so be on the lookout for this um and we will see you on the next episode thank you for listening peace